0: Time <laughs> I road trip radio.
1: hey everybody welcome to road trip radio
2: No matter where you are in this great country, in the car, walking the dog, or just doing the dishes, we hope you're listening with the whole family.
1: I'm Pat Kelly.
2: And I'm Caitlin Howden. And today's show is all about the Rockies, the prairies, and everything that makes up Canada's Old West, the province of Alberta.
3: Get to know Alberta.
1: Alberta is Canada's fourth largest province in area and fourth largest in population with 4.2 million people. Man, I wish I had another stat with a four in it.
2: Alberta is home to some of the most famous parks in the country, including Banff National Park, Jasper National Park, Dinosaur Provincial Park, and who could forget every Calgarian's favorite amusement park, Callaway Park.
1: Skill testing question. The two major cities of Alberta are Edmonton and Calgary. One of them is slightly bigger than the other, and one of them is definitely the capital you decide.
2: Alberta is home to the Chinook Winds, a unique weather pattern that can raise temperatures by 30 degrees and melt the snow in the dead of winter.
1: Albertans are hat people.
2: And now you know a little bit about a place we call Alberta. Also on the show, we talk to a guy who rides buffalo. The quiz master is back, we talk about rats.
1: And, as always, our roving reporter, the one and only Peter Oldring, is in Alberta, and he's going to be checking out the province for us, but we have no idea really what he's up to today. Uh, Peter, are you, uh, are you there? Are you on the phone?
4: Yes, I am, Pat. Uh, pleasure to speak to you uh, from here in Alberta. And uh, a little tip to our road trip radio listeners, it's actually my home province as well as Pat's home province, so uh, welcome home to to myself.
1: Uh, well, that's great, Peter. You are correct about that. Uh, so what do you have planned uh, in Alberta, our home province?
4: Well, Pat, I'm actually about to do the ultimate Alberta activity, something as Albertan as wild rose pie, baby.
1: Well, I bet you're going to take a ride on a Buck and Bronco or something like that.
4: <laughs> I No, absolutely not. Uh, not with my uh, undercarriage injury, no. This is the sound of me tying up my white Reebok to do the very Albertan activity of.
1: You're going mall walking.
4: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I'm going mall walking. And uh, if any listeners uh, haven't already pieced this puzzle together, I'm in Alberta's capital, Edmonton at the West Edmonton Mall, three floors of shopping, 800 stores, six kilometers of uh, mall hallways. uh, And I am walking with a championship crew. I'm here with Eileen, Pearl, uh, Edgar. Uh, Edgar here, uh, uh, 92 years young, been walking the mall since it opened. So it's uh, a championship crew and everyone's getting limbered up. I'm carefully stretching out my hammies uh, so as not to pull something in front of a yoga cruise.
1: Well, that's fantastic, Peter. We're we're glad that you've made it all the way to Alberta to go mall walking, and uh, we'll we'll check in with you later on uh, in the program to see how the mall walking is going.
4: Thanks, Pat. Edgar, slow down. Out on the
2: road, road trip radio.
4: Tonight on Road Trip Radio, it's the season finale of Canada's Next Top
3: Tree. Before me stands two trees, but only one will be crowned Canada's Next Top Tree. Why do you think you deserve to be Canada's Next Top Tree? Willow?
5: Well, personally, no other tree, in my opinion, gives the same type of shade that
1: I do because of my
5: droopy willow bits.
1: I throw shade. Thank you.
3: And
5: Walnut?
1: Uh, no other tree has uh, worked harder than I have, uh, but I think probably my best attribute is that I'm uh, fun to climb and pretty easy to climb, right? I mean, who doesn't love climbing a tree?
3: Willow. Your leaves are droopy and your limbs are weak, but you have an iconic look that cannot be denied. Walnut. You leave sticky stuff all over people's cars you drop a fruit that is not edible and you lose your leaves too early and for that reason i'm gonna have to cut you down
1: What the? no!
4: that's the season finale of canada's next top tree tonight on road trip radio no need to listen we just gave away
1: the ending It's now time for the Alberta Community Calendar, brought to you by these crazy kids. A warning, only one of these events is real. It's up to you to decide which one it is.
0: In celebration of Canada 150, admission to Alberta's five national parks is absolutely free. Banff National Park? Free! Elk Island National Park? Free! Jasper? Free! Waterton Lakes? Free! Wood Buffalo National Park, free, free, free! Next Friday, it's Alberta's first annual
3: staring contest. Whomever stares the longest at the Rocky Mountains wins! All throughout August, everyone in Alberta is getting together to rent a carpet shampooer. What's a shampooer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the Road Trip Radio community calendar. Thanks, kids! Yeah!
2: And now... In Conversation. If you're like me, then you've never met anyone who's ridden a buffalo. Well, brace yourselves, people. Our lives are about to change. Dwayne Wiley is a professional stunt performer who lives on a ranch just south of Longview, Alberta. And he is a buffalo rider. Hi, Dwayne. Tell me, how did you get into buffalo riding?
6: A friend of mine I worked for, he was a stunt and animal coordinator... He had a young buffalo, and he was like a year and a half old then, and he'd started riding him, and I kind of just went to the next level on him.
2: You know, I mean, I had a friend who had a basketball hoop, but I'm not in the NBA. I'm impressed. That's (laughs) that's very cool. What's your favorite stunt as a stunt performer?
6: Well, I used to really like falling horses. I was in the movie 300 where I reared a horse into them and then hit the ground on his side with me on his back, and then they spear me and the horse runs away.
2: Does it hurt to fall from a horse?
6: Uh, yeah, sometimes it can hurt. You know, I've been doing it for 17 years, and, you know, it it eventually catches up with you.
2: I can only imagine. Also, with a horse falling on you, horses are not tiny animals.
6: No, it's all timing and, and training. You know, you reward them, pat them, you know, and stuff. I'm not a big treat trainer.
2: Yeah, that's how my parents trained me. <laughs> I'm very treat-based. I do very well with treats. In case you were wondering... Uh, how am I doing this show right now? Well, there's a cake waiting for me in the other room. Yeah. Um, so what what was it that attracted you to start working with animals?
6: I've pretty much worked with animals since I was a little kid. I grew up on a sheep and cattle and deer farm in New Zealand.
2: Yes, this is not the traditional Albertan accent that we're hearing. No. No.
6: Actually, I come to Alberta to ride bulls. Originally, I was a rodeo competitor, and I... I rode in New Zealand and Australia, and then I thought, well, I want to go to Canada and America and try and see how I can do there. And I kind of liked Canada a little bit better than the States, so people kind of got along with the Canadians better, and I kind of made it my home.
2: Yeah, we're pretty agreeable, aren't we?
6: Yeah, yeah, we get along pretty good. We're pretty much the same. We're, we're pretty laid back.
2: So, Dwayne, what's the difference between riding a buffalo and a horse?
6: Um, Like, a buffalo, you got to remember, is a wild animal. So it's only the work you've done with them, and prep, and repetition that makes them good. You spend ten times the repetition with a buffalo than you would with a horse.
2: Do you have a favorite animal? I won't tell them.
6: Ah, uh, I don't really have favorite.
2: Oh come on. Uh,
6: well, my favorite buffalo is Stan. He's a mellow, kind of. You know, he just he's just kind of cruisy, and uh, he's you can really trust him. You know, it's all, it's just like I say, with personalities, with people, some people you can trust, some you can't,
0: some you've got to learn to
6: trust, whereas he is really trustworthy and you can actually see it in his eye that he's quiet.
2: Um, since you are right now, you work with um, horses and buffalo. Have you ever ridden any other great Canadian animals, like maybe a bear or a moose?
6: No, I've never ridden a bear. I have seen a, actually, I worked with a lady who had some grizzly bears. I've worked with Kodiak bears before. I've never ridden one, but I was a bit, she wouldn't let me ride them because I'm a bit bigger, but we did, she did let a, a smaller guy actually sit on her bear, and she called the bear towards her, and, you know, and that I thought that was pretty amazing myself.
2: That is amazing. Also, do not try this at home. If you're listening, uh, if you see a bear, please leave it alone.
6: Yeah. No, this was a trained bear he yes. was He was brought up in captivity since he was a little baby and that do animals get
2: paid when they do a movie?
6: They do get paid like my buffalo is yeah here's his rate for rental here's a rental rate
2: so let's let's be sure that next time we see an animal in a movie, we know that someone has taken very good care of that animal and that they are getting paid union wages oh,
6: yeah, you know we don't there's no there's no um cruelty in
2: my world. Dwayne, thank you so much for speaking to us today on Road Trip Radio. Uh, It's been a pleasure and I'm happy to say that I now know someone who's ridden a buffalo.
6: Okay, thank you very much.
1: We're back on Road Trip Radio. I'm Pat Kelly here with Caitlin Howden. And we are right in the middle of our Alberta episode, which makes me so happy because Alberta was where I was born.
2: And right now it's time for the sports report for Alberta. Out on the ice, it's 3-2 for Edmonton. Calgary is leading 14-10 on the field. Bridge is clobbering right here 97-96. And, and Medicine Hat took a lead into the locker room at halftime but left it in there and now they can't find it. It's 30 love in tennis and 40 love in life because it's never too late to find love. And that's the Sports Report for Alberta.
1: Thank you very much, Caitlin. It's now time to check in with our roving reporter, Peter Oldring, who is out and about in West Edmonton Mall. Last we checked in with Pete, he said he was going to go on a mall walking tour. Uh, We're going to find out how that's going. Peter, are you there?
6: Uh, Ow.
4: Yes. Hi, Pat. Ow.
1: Ow. Oh, boy. Peter, are you Okay. Yeah, no,
4: I'm fine. Absolutely, I'm just. ow, I'm a little, I'm a little tender here, actually. Ouch. Things have uh, taken a, a bit of a turn. The, uh, the
1: mall walk is a little sore on your feet, is it? No, no, no,
4: no, no. I haven't even started the walk. I uh, actually got uh, diverted uh, very early on, separated from the pack. Uh, found a small ear piercing stand in the center of the mall, and I just couldn't resist. So I, have actually put in a what could be described as a gold star stud. Ouch. And it's a little tender to hold the phone up to.
1: <laughs> you got your ear pierced.
4: Actually, uh, the upper left ear as well. So a double pierce in the left. And ow, that's, that's the upper one. That's tender. Ouch.
1: Well, maybe <clears> do <throat> us a favor, Pete, and move the phone to the other ear.
4: Well, as I say, the right one's pierced as well. It's a mid ear pierce, just a hoop. But uh, let me try to. Oh no! Ow! 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 No, that's tender too. Let me oh, try my to. Goodness, Peter. Yeah, put you on speakerphone here. Or something uh, is that? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, this is better. right? yeah, I might keep you on speakerphone if it's not too ambient here. Ow, ow.
1: Okay, so you got your ears pierced. Uh, you haven't done much mall walking then, I take it.
4: No, no. Haven't done any walking yet. I'm separated from the pack. We'll have to see if I can uh, catch up to Edgar and the crew.
1: Well, very cool, Peter. And uh, we'll check in with you later on in the program to see how the mall ow, walking's ow, going. Ow, Go. Ow, ow.
4: Put some ice on it. Uh, Yeah, there's no ice around here. Oh, that's a, what is that, an orange Julius? Maybe I could dip it in that. Yeah, okay, that's a good plan.
1: Okay, we'll talk to you later, Peter.
4: Ouchie, woo-woo. Bye-bye.
2: Alberta is home to so many wonderful things. Lake Louise, the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Stampede. But Callie Anderson discovered that one of the things that makes Alberta unique has to do with something you won't find in the province. Her story starts with the tale of a friend left behind.
7: When Brittany Neusler moved to Alberta last year, she had to leave her friend Mina behind in Winnipeg.
0: Mina was always the one who was there for me while, Like throughout my high school when life was hard. She was, she was my best friend. She was really calm, but she was a bit um, eccentric.
7: Mina was supposed to move with Brittany to Alberta, but just months before they were set to leave, they found out Mina wasn't welcome there.
0: Due to the laws and regulations within Alberta, I wasn't actually able to bring her with me. And I was, like, heartbroken. I did consider just smuggling her in. The only problem with that was I was flying. So it's kind of hard to get through airport security. <laughs> I-, I could hide her in my jacket, but then they've got x-rays and stuff. I didn't really have the option to, to bring her. There's
7: something about Mina we should probably tell you.
0: Mina was a blue hooded Dumbo rat.
7: Yep, a rat. And what Brittany found out before she moved is that rats aren't allowed in Alberta. They've been banned since 1950. If Brittany had tried to smuggle Mina into the province, she risked being fined up to $5,000. And it isn't just pet rats, wild rats aren't allowed in either. In fact, Alberta is the only Canadian province or territory that claims to be officially rat-free. Every other Canadian province has rats. They first arrived on the East Coast on boats from Europe in the 1700s. And then they slowly made their way west, infesting farms, spreading disease, eating crops, and destroying buildings along the way. By the 1940s, they'd made it all the way to Saskatchewan. But when rats started moving into Alberta in the 1950s, the province fought back, and rats never managed to get established here. How does Alberta keep them out? Well, turns out, that's a question even some lifelong Albertans can't answer. Do you have a quick minute? I'm just asking people some questions about rats in Alberta.
2: For rats in Alberta? Yeah. I don't think there are any rats in Alberta.
7: Do you know how they keep the rats out? I have no idea how they would keep rats out. Coyotes? Coyotes? Like a, a pack of trained coyotes? <laughs> yes. Have you ever seen a rat in Alberta?
0: Um, no, I've never seen a rat, but I've seen a bat.
7: Oh, you've seen a bat? Well, yeah. that's sort of close, and it definitely rhymes.
2: I lived in Toronto. I saw I saw rats everywhere in Toronto. Same in New York. Saw big, big rats in New York, but. Um, Here in Calgary, I don't know how they do it, but don't remember the last time I saw a rat here.
3: What did Mommy do when she found the mouse?
0: She freaked out. She screamed. Yeah?
3: (laughs) So if I scream like that when I found a mouse, what would happen if I found a rat?
0: Mm, You would faint.
7: So what are you supposed to do if you spot a rat in Alberta? You're supposed to call this guy.
3: Phil Merrill with Alberta Agriculture. I'm unable to come the to first the phone time
7: right I called Phil Merrill, not I noticed something I've never heard before on a government voicemail message.
3: His hours and I might be home, feel free to call my home number at four. He's home phone number. Just in
7: case you have an urgent rat situation after hours. I decided to drive down to Lethbridge to meet him. Hi, hey Phil. Good to have you here. Come on in. Thanks.
3: If someone has a message that they've seen a rat and want that rat looked after, I'm willing to answer that call anytime they can get a hold of me because about twice or three times a month it'll be a confirmed rat.
7: Phil and his team of pest control officers are in charge of keeping the rats out. They're kind of like the Ghostbusters, but for rats.
3: I've been with the department for 46 years and I should have retired. <laughs> um, but I'm having I'm having a lot of fun.
7: To get rid of the rats, they mainly use poisoned bait. And on rare occasions, a team of pest control officers armed with shotguns.
3: Rats are a parasite of man here in the prairies. They cannot live out in in the open unless they have our food and our shelter. And the food that they like best is grain. And so the north is way too cold. The west, we have mountains all over. Uh, A rat cannot live in the mountains. And from the south, we have Montana, and rats didn't really get established there very well. And so the only border we had to fight them was the eastern border. So
7: why does Alberta bother fighting the rats along the border? Phil says it's mainly because rats destroy property. They can chew through wooden buildings, and they also contaminate grain and other food stored on farms. He says if they didn't keep the rats out, the damage could cost the province millions of dollars a year.
3: A lot of people, when they say, oh, you got rats, I say, well, maybe, show me. And if I see one, he's gone. (laughs) we will get them eventually uh, they're, they're tricky some of them and any other province i guarantee you if if we went to real good rat habitat we'd see evidence of rats you'd see a hole some droppings, some chew marks
7: yeah they got rats
3: that's what we're going to go this afternoon
7: that's what we're going to go do
3: we're going to go look
7: all right let's go Bill and I hop in his Ford F-150 and head down the highway east from Lethbridge to Cypress County which runs along the Saskatchewan border. We stop to pick up Lisa Soltz,
0: oh,
7: a pest control officer.
3: She's our number one gal.
0: Cause I'm the only one gal.
7: <laughs> the three of us head out to inspect a nearby farm. We turn off the main highway onto a gravel road and pull into a farm surrounded by rolling hills of pasture. There's a farmhouse, an old barn, some cows moseying around. It's been raining all day, and we slosh through the mud and the tall, wet grass. We check out all the potential rat habitats. The hay bales stacked high are full of little mouse holes, but no sign of rats. I'll walk around just to make sure
3: there's no holes.
7: Underneath the grain bins, no rats there either.
3: Grain in that one.
7: Just in case, Lisa shoves a bag of rat bait into a suspicious-looking hole at the base of one of the bins. This is rat site. There we go. Cow manure, cover the hole. Perfect. The farmer comes in from the field to see what we're doing.
3: Oh. How are you? Hopefully, we don't have any. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no rats so far. Yeah. So. yeah.
7: As we head out, Lisa tells me some older farmers she meets like to tell her stories about what it was like back when the rats first started coming over the border in the
2: 50s. They remember when the rat control zone kind of was put in place. Tell you all these crazy stories about, you know, all the piles of rats and stuff. It's just kind of cool how how things have changed.
7: You're wondering what happened to Mina, Brittany's pet rat. She lived out the rest of her days with Brittany's parents in Winnipeg. Phil has sympathy for rat lovers in Alberta.
3: I don't have a rat feeling at all. I, I admire rats. They're really survivors. Anybody who can survive in Alberta uh, in the wintertime is doing good. Um, and they are cute little animals.
7: He says if they can make it a few more years without any rat infestations... Maybe Alberta could consider revisiting its rules about pet rats.
3: We're winning. We are winning.
7: For Road Trip Radio, I'm Callie Anderson in Lethbridge, Alberta.
2: To see Phil, the king of rat control, and photos of all the best places rats like to hide, check out Road Trip Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and also my nightmares.
0: Road Trip Radio! Alberta!
1: It's now time for a Road Trip Radio Language Minute.
3: All across Canada, we have different words for different things. Even when we're speaking the same language. In Alberta, the cowboy and cowgirl culture have developed some of their
0: own lingo. Prairie strawberries are another name for beans. If somebody says that they're traveling by the Ankle Express, that means they're talking about their feet. There's no train called the Ankle Express. It just means they're walking. A mob is a name for a herd of cattle or sheep. If someone says that you have a nice cookie duster, that means they like your
2: mustache. That was another Road Trip Radio Language Minute.
8: Hi, I'm Tim Farker, and this is Quizmaster. Quizmaster, celebrating Canada's sesquicentennial birthday, one quiz at a time. This week, highlighting Alberta. Here in Alberta, sometimes it's hard to believe that summer has actually arrived, uh, what with snow in May and June, some years. But in Alberta and much of Canada, you always know that it is, in fact, summer for one very special reason. The exhibition, which is where I am right...
7: Is it a bird? Is it a lizard? Is it even of this
4: earth? Very cool. A creature so bizarre, you must see it to believe it.
8: So... In Toronto, they have the Canadian National Exhibition, the CNE. In Vancouver, it's the Pacific National Exhibition, the PNE. And we all know about the world-famous Calgary Stampede, but Edmonton has its own very special exhibition. What is it called? So when it's time to break out the pickaxe, saddle up the donkey, and start panning for gold, you know that summer has arrived, and Klondike days have begun. A World Heritage Site is a place of special cultural or physical significance, as listed by UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Canada has 18 of these sites, and five of them, all of which are parks, are in Alberta. Alberta. Can you name two of these parks? Back in a flash with the answer. The five UNESCO sites in Alberta are Wood Buffalo National Park, which is shared with the Yukon, Rocky Mountain Parks, which is shared with BC, Dinosaur Provincial Park, Head Smashed in Buffalo Jump, and Waterton Glacier International Peace Park. Uh, Wood Buffalo National Park also has the distinction of containing the world's largest something. In fact, this something is so huge, it can be seen from space on Google Maps. What is it? Is it a cowboy hat, a wild rose, a beaver dam, or a pierogi? Although there aren't any dinosaurs roaming the plains of Alberta anymore, you still may want to keep a lookout for the world's largest rodents because the answer is the world's largest beaver dam. I'm. T- uh. What's going on? Uh, uh,
5: please remain calm. Yeah, and, uh, you have nothing to worry about.
8: What is that? Okay, that is, uh, that's some kind of a... Oh, and those are not regular... Men in black. Men in black. Men in black! I'm Tim Parker. I gotta go. I hope to see you again next time on Christmas.
1: Road Trip Radio is made possible with the support of our sponsors. Tragically Dips, Hummus and Dips, Sloan's Drones and Loans, and Spooky Rory's Ghost Story Emporium. So you're sitting
5: around the campfire or sleeping over at a friend's house after lights out. What do you need? A ghost story! Well, come on down to Spooky Rory's Ghost Story Emporium. Need a beginning for your story? It was a dark and
2: stormy night.
5: We got that! How about a sticky situation?
2: No matter what he tried, the car wouldn't start.
5: Maybe a radio report. Do not approach the escaped murderer. He is armed and dangerous. How about a branch tapping on a window? Wait, that's not a branch. It's a bloody hook. (laughs) At Spooky Rory's Ghost Story Emporium, we've got everything you need to tell the scariest ghost stories. How about a crazy coincidence?
3: And it happened on a night... Just like tonight.
5: Crazier. In this very forest. Even crazier. To a red-haired guy who was just 14 years old. Named
1: Jeff. But, but, my name's Jeff. I know.
5: Plus, all this month, we've got a special on flashlights to shine onto your face to make you look all spooky. So, come on down to Spooky Rory's Ghost Story Emporium. And tell them Spooky Rory sent you. They'll say...
2: But "But that that can't be! Spooky Rory's
4: been dead for 50 years!
5: (laughs) Some stories may be cornier than scary.
2: And that brings us to the end of today's episode of Road Trip Radio, all about Alberta.
1: Yes, Alberta. You know, Caitlin, I... I feel as though I haven't shared enough personal stories about Alberta because of course that's where I was born, did all my schooling. So I just wanna have a, a share with the audience a couple of neat little stories about my time in Alberta. You know, in nineteen ninety four, Alberta Ooh, you know, was kind Pat, of going through. I'd love through to hear this... these
2: stories of you in the nineties, but I think Peter's calling, so why don't we take Peter's call?
1: <laughs> Check in with Peter.
2: Yes, please.
1: Okay, we're going to check in with roving reporter Peter Oldring, who's in West Edmonton Mall. Uh, last we checked, he was attempting, anyway, to go on a mall walking tour. Uh, Peter, hi, how are you? How's everything going in uh, the mall?
4: How are you? Nice to, nice to get this chance to catch up a little bit.
1: Well, well, good. Uh, it's nice to catch up with you, too. How did the walking uh, group go today?
4: You know, that was a bit of a bust. Uh, it really was. Uh, never actually got uh, connected with that uh, crew of fast-paced walkers. uh, uh kind of went rogue, did my own thing here, just enjoying
1: some of the sights and sounds of the mall. So what did you get up to?
4: Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I am wearing a brand new cowboy hat that I purchased uh, here in the mall. I'm assuming it's authentic because the price would certainly suggest that it is. Uh, I had a little touch of France. enjoying enjoyed some crepes at Crepes Works. I'm uh, just really loving it, and and I'm actually sincerely uh, considering living here in the
1: mall. What do you mean?
4: I'm just not leaving. Uh, spoke to a few folks here, a couple interesting hacks. Uh, you know, at nighttime, simply go into the late showing of the movie theater, and you just don't leave. I uh, made a pretty interesting uh, friendship with the fellow that works on the mattress floor of Sears, uh, has opened up some opportunities for me to kind of spend a night or two uh, uh, comfortably on one of those sweet beauty rest mattresses. So, so I'm planning on living here now.
1: Pete, I don't really think it's a good idea to be a stowaway at West Edmonton Mall. I mean...
4: Well, I don't want to overthink this. I just kind of want to do it.
1: All right, well, uh, best of luck, and uh, hopefully you'll uh, have some clarity over the next couple days, and you'll decide that uh, life is too short to live uh, entirely in a mall. Uh, But we'll check in with you a little bit later on, and, and good luck to you, Pete.
4: Thank you so much, Pat. Or, as they say around here, life is too short to enjoy everything West Edmonton Mall has to offer.
1: Okay. Well, that's it for this episode of Road Trip Radio, but before we go, I just want to let everybody know if you're interested in hearing more about my personal stories of Alberta in the 90s, please do uh, reach out. I'm happy to share them with you.
2: Thanks for listening, Canada, and remember to keep it here on Road Trip Radio for more fun stories from this great country.
1: We leave you now with the sounds of Drumheller's favourite boogie-woogie rock band, Dave Hoodoo and the Voodoo Hoodoo Dino Doodoo.
2: See you in the next province.
1: Take care, Canada. Road Trip Radio has been made possible by the
4: Government of Canada and is produced by Kelly & Kelly Creative and Sumo Audio. Research by Matt Masters, Janice Tufford, and Leslie Johnson. With contributions by Dave Shumka, Brian Short, Paul Tedeschini, Jen Bohm, Naomi Sneekes, Matt Barham, Mike Belazzo, Sandy Jobin Bevins and the Road Trip Radio kids from Arts Umbrella in Vancouver keep listening to Road Trip Radio broadcasting 24 hours a day